As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. (laughs) (laughs) They'd get his. (laughs) I don't even have a joke, Dave. (laughs) Dave Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by you, the fan. We got Drunk History coming up with Kevin Hill. And I got some super secret surprise celebrity guests lined up for Drunk History. I'm really excited. Mark Ingram? I can't, I can't give I – can't, I can't divulge it yet, but I have two Twitter superstars possibly that are going to do Drunk History. I'm real excited. Oh, it's got to um, be Moose tonight. So, it's got to be uh, gotta be Wang. <laughs> Man, I can't give it away. It's gonna. It's, people are gonna be pumped when they hear about it, though. I, I'm very excited. If it's not so, Wang, I'm um, gonna be disappointed. <laughs> Wang yeah. is, is, is. He's like Wang used to be, like blog all the time. Now Wang is just exclusively all his brilliance is contained to Twitter. Um, so. We are in the dead period. We're not going to lie to you. This show is going to be like 25 minutes. The Saints have no news, which is good news. Well, well, they did have actual news, which was rare good news for the time between uh, the draft and when the training camp starts. Uh, Andrew, Max Unger's foot is not going to fall off. Apparently, they used the leeches, the Saints training staff, and he's going to be ready for week three of the preseason. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Ian Rappaport, I asked him about it, and he said he sticks to his original report and that, you know, he said that it's um, – how did he phrase it? He said that it was optimistic and aggressive to say week three of the preseason, but not impossible. So um, you know how these things are. I think, like, once – it, it kind of just depends on how rehab goes, and then you're never really sure if it's – this thing lingers and, you know, guys are day to day and it ends up taking weeks. So who knows? Who yeah. knows? But I'm, yeah. I'm comfortable saying that, he, you know, he's going to be playing at some point early in the season. It might not be week one. Hopefully it is. But it's it's not a devastating injury that would knock him out for the year. I mean, if he's like if he's yeah, at like I'll 90, take it. if he's at like 90, 95 percent or even if even if he, even if he gets back to 100 percent right around week three of the preseason they're not going to play him they're just they're just they're, they're yeah. not going to play him at all during yeah. the preseason and they're just going to wait until the regular season and i'm kind of fine with that like if there's yeah. there's probably like five dudes on the roster that i'd be like yeah they don't really need reps in preseason they'll be fine and he's definitely one of them yeah he doesn't need the reps yeah. 
and I mean, we said it last week. They the, the the date for this surgery was not like picked out of the sky. They they he was probably rehabbing during the year, and they're like, look, Max, you either have this surgery by this date, or and you can maybe be ready for the regular season. But if you don't have the surgery by this date, and you want to have the surgery later, you could be screwed for half the year. You could miss all the year. You got so. The the date last week was like a drop dead date, I'm sure, and it's not a magical date because you don't know how he's going to be with rehab. I mean, some people rehab faster, some people rehab slower, so we'll just have to see. But even still, I still think the offensive line. I stand by it that the offensive line can survive two injuries and still be okay and workable. Which for any other Saints position group, Andrew, Andrew, you cannot say that. You cannot say. This position group can was absorb two injuries and be okay. I don't quarterbacks. Think. I mean, I, I <laughs> Chase Daniel are gone. I think they're fine. Uh, who would they play? Would it be? Would they? Would, would we have? Would we? Flynn, do they call Flynn oh again? Oh my god! We can have fun and uh, we can have the. Uh, can uh, we can have the? Should they sign Colin Kaepernick for our podcast? Oh yeah. <laughs> bring cut, bring Cutler out of retirement. Cutler can come out of the booth. Romo. And Romo would be can, more likely. We, he, no Romo. Cutler is like the white... He'd be like the white Aaron Brooks. Fans would hate him so much. Um, so the Saints did actually have minicamp, Dave. Have you bought any rookie jerseys now that they have their numbers? No. I am. I would never buy a Saints rookie jersey. Uh, that's uh, way too risky. If I was going to buy one... It'd be anal zone for sure. I'd have I'd, I'd custom make the the one on NFL dot NFL shop dot com, and I'd make an anal zone one. Anal zone. <laughs> you got anal. You we need to get make that a thing when he makes a play. You got anal zone. <laughs> uh, Andrew, there was a little bit of news. The Saints did sign two veterans. One Cole Harbor. He sounds like a Civil War lieutenant. Uh, Cole Harbor. <laughs> He does. He sounds like a like a like a guy on Ken Burns where they read his letters back home. It sounds like a fox uh, fox show, like a fox uh, like a fox lawyer like show. Yeah, that could his be name a... is not Cole Harbor. What is it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's uh, what was it? It's, um, God, what Dude, you it? ruined it, man. We were we were rolling with it. <laughs> it's Clay what, Clay what? Harbor. Whatever. Clay, Cole. Cole Harbor sounds more romantic. I think Cole Harbor is like a place in Nova Scotia. <laughs> sounds like a Daniel Steele novel. Daniel Steele novel. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, he, she's, a, she's a romance novel. She wrote like 100 Thank God I didn't know that. <laughs> besides, besides signing Harbor, they did, uh, they re-signed Barnes, the guy who was on and off the roster last year. Yeah, Queef. Like Queef Barnes. Time. Uh, Khalif Barnes. Oh, yeah. But Andrew, he, they really oh, left him. Ralph gets Khalif right. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to set him I up. A pro. Oh. But he lost like forty pounds. The Saints must really like him. Yeah, you know? I mean, does he, does he have a, does he have a shot to make this? He does. Um, you know, I think anytime uh, guys get signed at this stage, uh, the question is really: Are, are they going to make the fifty-three man roster like or as like one of the last three guys? I don't see any of these guys making a major impact, but you know Barnes is the type of guy where you know Unger's maybe out for a little bit, and if he starts the year on PUP, then he starts to be 
that seventh, eighth lineman that's in the mix, maybe battling with the Landon Turner or something like that for a spot. So if he's lost 40 pounds, I mean, I remember watching him in preseason and he used to be a really good player in the league. Um, and I remember thinking, I mean, he was getting beat around the edge and he just looks so slow laterally. Um, so if he's lost 40 pounds, that's really going to help with that. And I think that gives him a decent chance of making the back end of the roster. Yeah, I mean, to me, I'd rather him. I, I rather him on the back. I'd rather him on the back end of the roster than like a rookie UDFA, because at yeah. least if he, I feel like if he plays, like he couldn't. You, you wouldn't want him playing for like more than like a week or two. But like, if you're like, okay, we got to put him in for a half, you can like make it work. The thing for, is, like, I feel quarters. like every time the Saints bring in these old guys that are like thirty. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 33, 34, 35, you know, whether it's Champ Bailey or you know, whoever. Um, I just think it's tough to make it through all of training camp and four preseason games healthy. And I just think it's one of those things where, like, if you get banged up and you're, um, you're Marcus Williams and you're a rookie safety that they just drafted in the second round, of course they're going to wait for him. They're going to be patient. If you're Khalif Barnes, you, you can't afford to get nicked up. you got to be out there. you got to play. And I just think at 35, that's that's harder to do. So yeah, that was the amazing thing about Jari Evans last year, like that he gave them 16 games was a minor miracle. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is you know he didn't. I mean, he did some of training camp with the uh, the Seahawks. He didn't play a couple preseason games, um, so I, I think that had something to do with it. You know, I think guys just get worn down. Yeah. Um. Besides that, I mean, before, is there is there anything about rookie minicamp that you guys, I mean, obviously I didn't go to any, I'm in Houston, so I didn't go to the practice room, but is there anything you either of you read that you were like, I, I don't think it was, well, I think one day was, but is there anything you guys read that you were like, oh, that's interesting, I you know? Um, um I, I would say the most interesting thing is that a bunch of, well, one guy left the team, like the yeah. reason, and he had just gotten like a... Twelve thousand dollars signing bonus or something. So that, that was. You have to give that back. But um, I, it was interesting that today they named the guys that were released and Shiloh Keogh, who's a special. Yeah, that was uh, a little surprising. But, yeah, I, I'm just surprised the team go at this stage. And then um, a couple of the guys they signed as UDFA's were cut in favor of some of these veterans they signed at the rookie camp. So, um, but Traven Durrell's still on the roster, so he, he made it through. Traven Durrell. The guys to watch, I think, are Trayvon Doral and Ma- and Arthur Mallet. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think Khalid those Barnes. are two. I th- yeah, I think those are the three guys to to watch as far as the, that that are at the bottom end of the roster that have a, that have a real chance to make it. And we, and we've said, I mean, we said it before 
and you know, I say it on Twitter all the time, I think this roster, I don't necessarily know, Dave, that they're better at the top with the starters, but I really think this roster is better equipped to like survive an NFL season where they can absorb a bunch of injuries and replace their, they can replace their mediocre starters with more mediocre starters where they haven't been able to do that in a couple of years. Did you, so guys, I feel like this roster, did you guys notice they sign like a quarterback from Georgia Tech that's like going to play DB and they sign some <laughs> they sign some defensive end that's going to play guard. Athletes. Yeah. Athletes. But the, they had a couple we're like really, we're really thinking outside the box this offseason. Well, well, I think you know Loomis. You know he's got to wrap this up because he's got he's got to he's got to do his normal uh, spend a week pretending to care about the Pelicans, right? (laughs) And that's that's what he does. That's what he does this week. You know they have the draft lottery tomorrow. Did you guys see the Uh, um, announcement that they're keeping Demps and Gentry? Gentry. Yep. Yeah. I mean, could could that have been more laced with like, yeah, they're getting fired any day though? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I, if I'm Dent or, or Gentry, I'm like, great, gl- glad I'm staying, glad I'm staying, but uh, thanks a lot for the ringing endorsement, Tom. That one person was yell- yelling at me on Twitter. They're like, "What about con? You don't know anything about basketball," which is true. Uh, but he's like, "What about continuity? What about team building?" I'm like, "Like when do you deserve to get like if Gentry and Dent's like, how long are you gonna give them?" Till Anthony Davis leaves? Is that how long you're going to give him? Like, like, what do they have to do? Like, wh- how bad do the Pelicans have to suck before people get fired? Well, it's interesting. Well, it's funny was- that Demp's got a stay of execution with the Gentry um, era because right. I mean I think Demp's is way past his expiration date compared to Gentry. And you, you know I hate Gentry, but I, I mean he, he's only been there two years. You know I don't. If this was it. If this was reversed and the Pelicans general manager was running the Saints, we would have pitchforks and be storming airline. But Pelican fans are like, eh, whatever. There was a guy. Seriously. There was a caller in the WWL who compared Gentry to North Turner. <laughs> Dude, I wish not, he was successful. That's actually as a, not a bad comparison. No, I mean, you know, yeah, he, yeah, he's it a good is. North Turner guy, won weight, but you know, he just cannot win games. North Turner won way- North Turner won more as a head coach than Gentry ever has. Wow. Gentry North had like was two winning terrible. Teams. North Turner, man, he North Turner. Hey, say what you want about North Turner. That dude won playoff games and got no. To he AFC went to the playoffs. Game. He didn't win playoff games. He won playoff games in San Diego, dude. When did he got to an AF- What playoff he games in, in San two, Diego? Went? In two thousand, in two thousand seven, man, when the Patriots were undefeated, San Diego, they beat San Diego in the AFC title game. When he was the coach, man, and Tom and Tomlinson and Philip Rivers were both hurt, and Tomlinson uh, uh, Rivers was playing on one knee. Say whatever you want about Norv, man. I would kill for. Norv I will Turner, say whatever I Norv want about. Turner. Well, his career his career head coaching record is below five hundred. Norv. Yeah. Look at Gentry's. Gentry's is he, Gentry's is like way, way, way below five hundred. I'd kill for North Turner type success for the Pelicans. North Turner. North Turner is one fourteen, one twenty two and one. So he's about forty eight percent. And Gentry is. Uh. Three ninety nine and four seventy or forty six percent. Negligible. Pretty damn close. Negligible. 
pretty damn good. All right, you you win that round, Juge. You win that round. All right, so let's people. I'm sure they're enthused by Pelican talk. Um, they'll probably win the lottery tomorrow and botch it. Um, so uh, the Saints clearly, like I said before, they're in the dead zone. Um, so we'll get to questions in a minute, but I mean. Also, Maybe by the way, uh, uh, Gentry was in the conference finals once. Yeah, well, so was Norm. That's what I'm saying. They're the same. All right. You win, goddammit. What more do you do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm the only person on, on Twitter in real life that will like concede that I have lost an argument. I have no problem doing that. Um, so, Dave, as Oops. we get into the doldrums, bef- as we get into the doldrums and before we We're come out of the doldrums and... and, and yeah, we're in the doldrums. Before we get to training camp, how do you feel about the 2017 Saints right now? Mm, I feel uh, I feel eight and eight-ish is how I feel. So a little bit better. Yeah. Tick. Just a touch. Andrew, how are you Just feeling? Just a touch. Just a touch. Andrew, uh, are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm with Dave. Nine and seven, eight and eight. That's what I, I feel. Nine and seven. I feel like. They are nine and seven because I don't. I feel like their special teams have a real chance to not be a disaster, and that will help them. And they're due to just have a little bit better luck in close games, I think. And that can get them from seven and nine and nine and seven, which nine and seven will get you a playoff berth, maybe. Um, so right now we're feeling optimistic, but we haven't had injuries and bad luck and all that sort of thing. So let's get to uh, the questions, which are just. Um, quite good tonight. Thanks for everybody for I asked for questions a bunch of times during the day and people delivered. Uh, this is from Robert Andrew. F healthy, which linebacker position do you think anal zone mans? Also, who will go down first, him or Ellerby? <laughs> Definitely Ellerby. <laughs> um, I right don't now. think anal zone plays he might play special teams, but I, I think there's a log jam at linebacker with you know, Klein, Robertson, Ellerby, Anthony. I, I expect all those guys to be ahead of Anal Zone on the depth chart. So Anal I really Zone think is year one is, is either going to be special teams or he's, or a redshirt year for him. Well, but if he, he but if he, he is playing, I thought I read where he was he was on the weak side. Andrew, are you there? We'll say again. Is is uh, is. Anal zone on the week is he a, is he a weak side linebacker? Yeah, but I mean I think honestly I think he's more of a coverage guy. That's what they like him for. So yeah. if he plays more, I would think he would play more just in the nickel when there's two linebackers. Mm. Yeah, he's got tremendous he's got tremendous hair, but he's the betting favorite for for the uh, the the annual Sean Payton medical red shirt. Sports hernia award he's, goes to. Spur, spur, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dave, how many times will Khalif Barnes be signed and cut this season? Oh. Well, he's a past Joe Morgan in that area. No, it wasn't Joe Morgan. Wasn't it Andy Tanner? Wasn't he the one mm. who got like cut and signed like tr- like literally like 14 yeah. times? Yeah, but he wasn't like on and off the roster, was he? He was just practice squad, off the practice squad, on the pra- like. No, 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 no. He was. He wasn't, well. Some of it, some of it was that, and some of it was was getting cut. But I, I thought, uh, I thought that was Andy Tanner. But no, not not as much as that. Not as much as Andy <laughs> Tanner. But that, I'd say a good five or six times. Uh, this is from Ruben Andrew. Oh Lord, this is gonna get this is gonna get dicey. Is PJ Williams uh, good based on his limited playing time? Is he a starter if, if healthy or just in the rotation? Tread carefully, Uh, PJ Williams is a sensitive topic. I mean, (laughs) 
you can't count on that guy for anything. We've gotten one game out of him in two years. So this, like, if healthy thing that you <laughs> throw out there, that's like a pipe dream. The, 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 the assumption me, is he won't, won't be healthy when he's not healthy. Let me, tell you something. let me tell you something about the P.J. Williams truthers, man. I could post a picture on Twitter. My avatar could be my son in a Make America Great hat and onesie, and I wouldn't get as much vitriol for that as I get if I say, you know, I'm not sure if P.J. Williams is going to contribute in 2017. He's injured all the time, and I'm not sure if he's that good. Like, people come at me with pitchforks and knives. The P.J. The PJ Williams truthers are, they are hardcore ride or die. All right, well, but realistically, I mean, I don't, if, if he's actually healthy, I mean, I don't see him starting over Bro or... Uh, you know, assuming Lattimore. Uh, yeah, Lattimore is is as good as advertised. So I mean, I would say at best he could be like your starting nickel cornerback, but no, but nothing better than that. Hopefully, uh, what excuse will replace the curse of the Greenbrier, Andrew? What? What? I mean, is it the curse of the Greenbrier, or is it the Compton curse? Ooh, yeah. I mean, I think we I were think cursed it, well, kind of before the Greenbrier. Yeah, but the Greenbrier man, the Greenbrier is responsible for a lot. True. Not wallpaper. Yeah, the comment. Well, at least we've got the Greenbrier curse out of the mix by not going there. <laughs> um, so, but I'm still worried about the Compton curse. I'm not convinced that's been lifted. All right, I'm gonna butcher this poor person's name, <laughs> Guillaume Martorell. He asks over under Saints special teams players running into each other. During returns in 2017, two and a half. Over under, Andrew. Over. Over. Special teams improved not to cost Saints games. Um, yeah, I think that maybe I think one game. Maybe bad. one game they'll fuck I us think, up. They'll fuck us over. I think special. Here's the thing. Seri- in all seriousness, I think special teams is the is one of. Is one area where a coach can make all the difference because the special teams players the Saints have are not necessarily that much worse than the special teams players the Patriots have, right? So I think a coach can make a lot of difference in special teams. So we'll see. I, I'm I'm optimistic on special teams. We have guys. Um, we have guys on the roster that could actually be re- decent return guys too. That could that that could work out yeah. nicely. They're going to return two. They're going to return a kick and a punt for a touchdown this year. Wow! I'm very confident. <laughs> uh, if you could be one animal, what would you be? That's from Anthony, Dave. Uh, one animal. What would I be? That's a good question. Um. I think I would want to, something that flies. I mean, you got to be able to. Fly. You got to be able to fly. Uh, Don't you dare play. say a falcon. No, 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 not a falcon. Um, Vulture. You know, any 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 type of bird other than a falcon. I guess I would say. I mean, just think about <laughs> travel. I mean, travel time is just is 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 maximized exponentially when you can fly, <laughs> and you're not beholden to obstacles in your way. Um, so something like that. Yeah, something that can fly. I'd be a. I think I'd be a bear. I'd be a bald eagle, cause cause America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. 
<laughs> Michael, Andrew, Michael asks, how should I troll the Falcons fan while I'm here for the next two days? Wait, Juge has to tell the story about the guy wearing the scoreboard shirt. Yeah, the, he had the scoreboard shirt. My, my, Andrew, you didn't go up airport. to him and be like, hey, dude, that's an awesome shirt. I'm a Saints fan. No, I did. I was, wearing, I was wearing a Saints shirt, so I was like, yeah, man. I was like, we, uh, and, we, and fuck Goodell, we enjoyed too. that game just as much as you guys did. And so we kind of connected over that. He was a Patriots fan. He was I wearing the 28-3 shirt. Yeah, I did, I did talk to him. I just afterwards, I didn't want to be like, hey, man, can I grab a picture with you? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you should have. Yeah. I would have because I'm cheesy. Here's the thing. The fun thing with – and we're, we're, we have to do that – you know, because everybody was so gracious to donate, we have to do extra podcasts. And now that the draft has passed, we're, we'll, we have to figure out a theme to do. We may talk to a, a Falcons blogger or whatever. I think Falcons bloggers are fucking delusional that they're like, oh, it won't matter. We're, we're totally over it. It'll be fine. We're not going to have a Super Bowl hangover. Dude, every team that loses the Super Bowl has a Super Bowl hangover. And no team that has ever lost a Super Except the Patriots. But no team has ever pulled the trick that the Falcons did where they blew a 28-3 lead. I think they're going to... If they don't have a massive Super Bowl hangover, I'll be very surprised. That's all I'm saying. They also so, had they uh, also had a ridiculous amount of luck with injuries. On, um, they were the only offensive line that that started the same group the whole season. I mean, there's yeah, no that, way they're going to have that again. Let's see. Uh, this is an interesting football question. Which edge guy has the highest upside opposite Cam if everybody stays healthy? That's from Ruben Andrew. I mean, assuming everyone stays healthy, I'll say Kikaha. You you take you think Kika has more skilled than Okafor? Uh, I do, yeah. Are you high? Are you are you high? <laughs> uh, I mean, Okafor has this has a season with eight and a half sacks. Are you high, Juge? Kika, are you can do are that. you smoking today? <laughs> oh my god! I I, I, lo- I love Kika Ha's rookie year. If he's healthy, I, I think he can be a double digit sack guy. Oh my god! Get on the train, I now. Can't I guess it's I guess it's over for. I mean, no, I mean you you I, just you believe what you want. I mean, I was just I'm just. Kika had said, seventeen Kika. sacks as a senior. Seventeen. Yeah, but Okafor had nine or eight and a half in in an actual NFL year. Yeah, but Kika had like four as a rookie. Uh, all right, it, it's closer than I get, but I, I, I'm not I'm not going to give you that one, Juice. Just okay. like I gave you Norv Turner. You can, you can win this one. Um, all right. Um, what happens first, Dave? Hell, lose well, I'm virginity. No, I'm oh. going to take this one. Right. What happens first? Trump's approval rating rises above 45% or Kevin watches a Saints game in 2017? <laughs> oh, that's easy. Trump's approval rating can, can, can rise above 45%. All he has to do is bomb a country or... We have some sort of national tragedy. It won't stay at 45 for more than like 48 hours, Dylan. But it can get there. It can. We America will rally around the president for like five, ten solid minutes. Uh huh. This is, has Dave. Has the Trump administration hired the 2014 Saints scouting department yet? <laughs> I really love our fans. They're very clever. They are. Uh, yes, they have, and uh, hopefully they're smart enough to get rid of them sooner than the Saints did. 
<laughs> Andrew, worse for your health, visiting Fukushima, Japan, or the Saints going seven and nine again? Oh God, uh, I would say the Saints going seven and nine again because the thing about the seven and nine season is it it it's not like it's a death blow where you give up early and you know they're death terrible. Blow. It, it kind of strings you along until December and you know you're not making the playoffs, but you you have this whole like, yeah, but if they run the table and win three in a row and you know there's no way they're winning three in a row, but you kind of like are clinging on to dear hope anyway. Um, so yeah, I, I, a seven and nine season is torture, man. I can't. Here's the thing. Here's I, I, honestly, honestly, right now I'm going to say like, I would rather the Saints go three and 13 this year than another seven and nine. Here's the thing with the Saints, and this I'm pretty sure this is 100% correct, but if I'm not, I'm sure people will tell me I'm wrong. If the, the Saints have never gone 7-9 and nine when they've won their opening game, I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, well. Correct, because all the, all the years they went to the playoffs, they won the opening game, and the year they went at 8-8, eight and eight, they beat Tampa yep. in 2008. In 2008. So, so basically... It comes down to the opener. If they win the opener at Minnesota, you can rest easy. They won't be seven and nine. I just, uh, Dave, I, is this? Yeah, I can't. I can't do that again. I'd rather go three and thirteen. <laughs> hey, Dave, is Fle- is this Fleener's last year to produce at tight end for the Saints before they go in another direction? Probably. I, I don't know what the. De- I, I don't remember what was his contract. Three years? Four years? Um, I think it was. That, they I, can I think five. it was five years, but there was an, there was an eject button after year two. Oh well, then especially then then I would especially say yes if that's the case. But um, even if there's no sort of eject clause or whatever, uh, I mean the amount they paid him, and I'm assuming his contract is backloaded where he's going to count more against the cap uh, the later in that contract we get. So uh, I would yep. definitely have to assume if he's not producing. Uh, in in relation to the amount he was paid, which was just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I was never a fan of that before they paid him, and after or, nor after they paid him. Uh, so yeah, they worst worst deal: Fleener or Nick Fairley for you? Oh, man, oh that is a good question. Um, you know what? I, I gotta say Fleener only because. Fairley was going to get that money. He was going to get it from somebody if it wasn't the Saints. Fleener was so overpaid. I mean, he was the highest paid tight end in free agency that last year. And and there was no... It was was really like... You know, it was like... it's you know it's like the home buyers market you know there 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 are cops you know <laughs> you're bidding and, against yourself and you and yeah, well no but I mean you know there Fleener was Fleener should have been eight dollars a foot and the Saints paid twelve dollars and, and they did, yeah foot. exactly and they didn't have to there were no other bidders at at more than eight dollars a foot they they just they just totally it was like they wanted them so bad you know and another <laughs> another one of those typical situations you know I think J R Ella on on Canal Street Chronicles wrote something similar, but he was talking about Kamara and how Sean Payton is basically trying to chase the ghost of, you know, Reggie Bush and Darren Sproles. And he's, he continue, he continuously tries to get these scat back type players. Um, and I, I think it's now, I think after Jimmy Graham, it's the same thing. I, I think Kobe Fleener was Payton's attempt to, yep. to chase the ghost of Jimmy Graham. 
And so far, I, and, and I think he was willing to pay whatever it took to get him. And I think they overpaid for him. And so far, it hasn't worked out. Yeah. I wonder what? if Fleener and Boone had the same agent and when the Saints whiffed on Aaron Boone. Yeah, like, we didn't get Boone, but well, I've, well, got, Fleener, I've, got a, I've got a perfect contract. And he's only got 8,000 miles on him. Uh, this is from Odizi. Uh, what's my Andrew, what's your prediction for who will play Mike, Will, and Sam linebackers? Uh, I think the Mike will be A.J. Klein. I think the – and then I think uh, you'll have Ellerby um, and uh, Robertson. Interesting. Uh, what's the over-under on preseason wins? You have a lot of questions. Since all the, backup, since all the backups won't be UDFA this season. Hey, Dave, when was it – this is a fun trivia question. Who was the, when was the last time the Saints won a preseason game, and who was it against? Uh, what, we went 0-4 last year, right? Uh, I, I think, think, I think it's, like, 10 it's 10 in a row. <laughs> it's, it's definitely 8 in a row because they've gone 0-4 the last two years. Um, yeah. I'm just, just just because it's it's the highest probability, I'm going to say the Texans because we play them every year. <laughs> uh, and I guess that would have had to have been two, that would have been yeah. that would have would have been 2014. No, 15. Uh, yeah. No, you're right. 14. No. Uh, let's see. Do, 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 do. So, what do you think of the Georgia Tech quarterback we tried out at wide receiver and cornerback? And signing to a three-year deal, dude ran a four-three-two at his pro day. Wow, could he could he be Edelman-esque? <laughs> I mean, I feel like these fast guys. I mean, that's great, but if they can't play football, then it's not going to matter. So the Saints' last uh, preseason win was the Colts. Mm. They have since lost nine in a row. Mm. <laughs> nine in a row, man, that's impressive. I feel like you need to win at least one preseason game to have a decent season. That's my theory based on nothing. Um, let's see. I think that's all the questions we have. Thanks to everybody. Didn't the Patriots um, go 0 and 4 the year they went 16 and 0? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, this is our final uh final two questions. Uh Andrew, who do, who do you hate more, Cam Newton's or the entire Falcon organization? Just think about that smile. Think about Cam Newton just smiling at you, just smirking and grinning at you right now. And his weird analogies that make no sense. If Cam Newton played for the Falcons, it'd be kind of perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish that trade would happen. Um, man... I gotta go with the Falcons. There's a lot more history there. Yeah, yeah, and the Falcons rival the Saints Falcons is gonna be phenomenal this year. Just phenomenal. The, but as That's an LSU good. fan, I mean, you know, the the history with him extends past, but, but, but precedes the Panthers. Yeah, his one year at Auburn yeah. where he ruined LSU. Um, so this is the last question from Dylan. What movie are you most excited about this summer slash year? Uh, I'm going to say, and this is going to make me sound like a total nerd, but I don't care. That Dunkirk movie about World War II, that movie, looks, that movie looks phenomenal. Terrible. Phenomenal. It looks, it's the guy that did Batman, uh, and it'll probably make $9, and it'll be $9 from me. 
Uh, but that's the movie I'm most excited about. Andrew, do you have a movie that you're excited about? Man, I probably haven't watched a movie that wasn't a cartoon <laughs> at, the, at the theaters in like uh, seven years. My son turned seven tomorrow, so I would say it's been about seven years. <laughs> that's why. That's why my answer is Cars Three. Cars Three. That's what I'm most excited about. When does that come about. out? Uh, yeah, Fro- what, what what is the what is the new Frozen movie that's coming out this summer? Oh, is that, I didn't I don't know about that. I, I believe there is a second Frozen because my daughter saw that and started screaming. Not, yeah, see, my daughter is not that old, not old enough yet, so we're not totally into the princess and girl shit yet. We're still Star Wars oh, obsessed. Get get ready, buddy. Oh, I'm, oh yeah, no, I'm I'm totally prepared. Mm. And also the Fantastic. Ninjago Lego movie, we're also excited about in my house. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys probably don't even know what Ninjago is. Well, maybe maybe oh, Andrew does. Oh, I know. I don't. Know. What is that? Is that going to be coming down my path soon? Uh, oh, yeah, my, uh, eighteen months. You might, you might, Ninjago might uh, kind of fizzle out by the time Max is old enough. Yeah, that's true. Well, he's eighteen. He's eighteen months right now. He loves BB, Bebe TV, and Speedy Gonzalez because I'm father. Nice. By, by the way, Twitch uh, is having an eighteen-day Mr. Rogers marathon. So if you want them to watch, I, I grew did up your kids Mr. ever did, did your kids ever get into Elmo or um, Elmo's yeah, World nice. or um, yeah. uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Yes, my son, my kids are both currently into Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and my daughter likes Sesame Street. She's a big Cookie Monster fan, but Dylan was into yeah. Elmo when he was like two. My- and we, so uh, we your son is, your, Max Max my, will binge on that those two very soon, Ralph. Yeah. My son is big on the Elmo. He brings me the the Elmo book that somebody bought him, where you push the buttons and it plays music and Elmo talks. Oh, he, yeah. He'll bring it. Uh, he'll bring walk. He'll bring it up to me and and want me to push the buttons for him. So Sesame Street, man, they know how to brand. They know how to get them kids rope them in. It's like it's like crack cocaine for toddlers. Uh, so anyway, so that wraps up this show. Uh, thanks for everybody for the questions. We re- we really appreciate it. Go to Saints Nation. Uh, Andrew's got articles. He's got quick shots that me and him do about one specific Saints topic. Uh, you can go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave's going to have a fantastic Saints preview right around Christmas time. Uh, so, and Kevin is on the Twitters. So, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Thank you.